Hello and welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. My name's Tony from Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver Hire in Colchester. We represent two of Driver Hire Nationwide's network of over 100 offices and we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about Driver Hire but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how you doing? Very well Tony. Um, I don't quite like being on the screen. I enjoyed being with you a couple of weeks ago when we went out and recorded a video, but you didn't have to touch my knee though. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think the car was big enough not to touch your knee, but um, <laughs> but it was also it's also really nice recording a podcast in the same room, which is um, something we've never done before. No, it was very good, and I believe it helped you with the editing because it was easy with sound levels and everything else. Something oh, way above my head. Yeah, it, uh, it, honestly, that that's the way to do it. I, th- I think the time spent driving from Colchester down to London is probably about the same time as the editing time normally. So, uh, yeah, you probably uh, you probably save me a bit. Yeah, good. Well, if you take me out to the pub afterwards, you might tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, Gary, I know you are an observant man. Oh, and, I am. And you you will have noticed that there's three people on this call. Yes, I can see there was a third person on this call with us. <laughs> there is, yeah. So, um, so actually, this is a, it's a very special episode this week um, because this week is National Lorry Week. And National Lorry Week is an RHA initiative. Uh, and we're very privileged to be joined by Tom Cornwell of the RHA. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tony. Hi, Gary. Good to be with you. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, and it's, um, I think you are um, very privileged, actually. I think you're the very first person ever to be a guest twice on the Driver Hire podcast. So this is yet another Driver Hire podcast first. No, the privilege is all mine. And, and I appreciate you having me uh, having me back to help celebrate this important week. Uh, and hopefully it will uh, you know, be of benefit to your listeners and hope, hopefully they'll enjoy it. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thank you. And um, did it used to be called Love the Lorry Week in the past as well, Tom? It did, yes. Uh, and Love the Lorry was the hashtag that we used to use. Um, I think National Lorry Week has always been the um, the overarching name, um, but Love the Lorry used to be one of the the shall we say catchphrases that we used to use, if you like. Um, but yeah, seventh year this year, so um, it certainly uh, is growing, uh, and I've seen that across the seven years as well. Okay, so so National Lorry Week is a you know is one of um, one of the RHA's key initiatives. But but you know for those that don't know National Lorry Week, Tom, what what is it all about? Um, well, really, it, it, it's it's highlighting the uh, the vital role that the logistics industry plays in our daily lives. Um, many members of the general public might not be aware of, of Lorry Week. Uh, I'm sure they probably won't be. Um, but the idea is that we get them involved and, and up to speed with exactly what logistics does for them uh, and, and, and how they rely on it for everything they do day to day. Um, so obviously there'll be a lot of activity around the week. And the idea this year specifically is that we're showcasing the huge variety of, of, of careers that logistics has to offer. Okay. And so so what are some of your members doing to celebrate it? Well, we've seen members, um, you know, going into to colleges and schools. Um, obviously we are slightly limited this year because of, because of COVID naturally and what we can do. Um, face-to-face certainly but we have got a roadshow so we've got a HGV which is liveried up with National Lorry Week and that is driving around the country uh, visiting schools colleges um, and members you know to to showcase 
uh, the industry uh, and talk to young people about, you know, about getting involved and encouraging them to get into logistics. Um, being in a slightly older age group, uh, we used to have careers advice and so on where people come to the school. And I know it's slightly different and so on but that's going back to what I would think you try and entice people into the industry and come and become a policeman or a lorry driver in this case um, and it's good to see we're actually getting into the the thoughts of the youngsters at a really early age what the logistics industry is. That's right Gary yeah and I, and I think that we've seen that certainly having the, having the lorry physically there has obviously gathered a lot of attention from from the students you know that they're, they're excited about what they see um, and, I, and I think we need to use that in, to encourage young people um, or, or someone who might not necessarily know what they want to do or they want to consider something new. And I, and I think that, that encouragement, hopefully, we can capitalise that and train it the next generation of drivers. Yeah. I mean, I recently had an open day, was a driver appreciation day, and a client kind of enters a couple of lorries to show people around. And my wife went inside one of the big sleeper cabs and so on, and she couldn't believe how nice and plush it is in there now with the TV, microwave, fridge, how much room there was. And, and so on, like the double bunks. And she was amazed how nice it was. Exactly, yeah, and it is. And, and I think that's something where we need to tackle that negative image of the industry, you know, and, and people obviously have this stereotypical image of what a driver is, what a vehicle is. But if we can tackle that and showcase it to be what it is, encouraging for them, you know, then then, then that's great. That's what we want to achieve. Okay, so, so you, you've done this now for, this is your seventh year, um, what, what have been some of the successful outcomes of, of National Lorry Week and, um, and what would kind of represent success for the RHA out of out of this year's event? Well, I, th- I think we've seen that, you know, with, with the logistics industry being the fifth largest employer um, and obviously growing, you know, we, we've, we've seen a lot of, and certainly I've seen personally, a lot of young blood come into the industry. And I think that's that's a real success story, but that's more of the same as what's needed. So I think what would be successful this year is if we saw more of the same. So more young people come into the industry, more young people considering it as a career path um, and even come to speak to us. You know, I, I love it when I see someone my age come and speak to me about how do I get into logistics, you know, and, and, and what's needed to not only be a driver, but also managers, technicians, planners. You know, there's, there's so many different career paths in this industry. Um, and, and, I, and I really do believe it's something for everybody. So, so what we'd gain out of it would be for someone to come and speak to us and get involved. Okay. Now, I think um, I'm probably not over-egging the pudding if I say that words like truck, HGV, lorry have have featured in the news quite heavily um, this summer. Um, And it's something that um, uh, has been on news reports left, right and centre. And talks of of, uh, of vacancies in the industry, even up to, you know, um, 100,000. But, there are, roughly speaking, half a million truck drivers in the UK, uh, give or take. Um, so there must be there must be something really good about being a truck driver for so many people to do it. And as you say, Tom, the, the, the fifth largest industry in this country is logistics. So there's lots of people doing it. So maybe we could have a chat through about you know, what it is that, that, that people like about being a truck driver. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, I mean, the stats that we've got is there's currently 330,000 people in a HGV driving job. Um, but, but of course, obviously, there's going to be people that, on top of that, scaffolders, refuse drivers, you know. So, so yeah, the number could be up to, to half a million, like you say, doing that job. So, clearly, there's got to be positives. Um, and I don't think people always see those positives. 
Mm. Well, as you know, Tom, both Gary and I um, have driven trucks for a living in our in our past, and obviously we work with truck drivers on a on a daily basis. And um, and, and so, you know, I, I did ask um, a few of our drivers leading up to this, um, you know, explain what we're doing, and said, "So, what what do you like about um, being a truck driver?" Um, and the the first obvious answer I got back from the first person I asked was, "I like driving." <laughs> which I know, which I know is a, a kind of a straightforward, um, obvious answer. But if you are somebody that enjoys driving, and actually lots of people do enjoy driving, well, why not get paid for doing that? Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's something where there's, you know, if you, if you like being on the open road, you like like in, level of independence. Um, you know, seeing different parts of the country or even different parts of Europe. Um, yeah, it, it, it really is a career for you. Mm. I asked the same question of um, of Russ in my office. Uh, and who who is um, he's been obviously working for me for a little while, but prior to that, a transport manager. Prior to that, a truck driver. Um, and you know, I said to him, "So when when you did it for a living, what what was it that appealed to you?" And he said, "Well, the, the view out of my office window was constantly changing, um, and, and every everywhere he was going was different all of the time, and just enjoyed that that kind of constant change." Exactly. Every every day is different. And, you know, some people, you know, are not built to be sat in office staring at a computer screen all day, you know, and they want to be out on the open road. They want to be doing you know, different stuff. And, and, and that's what the, the industry is there for and offers them. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't like long distance lorry driving. Um, I've never got great enjoyment from it. I get a little bit bored. My mind races away. But there's so many different jobs involved. We can do much shorter. And, and one of them, um, if I went back on the road, I would do high ab because I can meet different people when I'm out there. And that's a great attraction to the industry is you don't have to do, you can be a lone person or you can be a friendly and meet people on a daily basis delivering goods. I, th- I think that's true. I think um, I think if you like meeting new people all the time, um, it's, it's, it's fantastic for that. Also, if you've got a limited joke book, then you can tell the same joke to every single one of the people you delivered to all day. And you get the reaction every single time. Oh, Tony. <laughs> right. So, sorry, sorry, I've got to start again after that one. Um, we, I mean, one of the things, I mean, I'm not the thinnest person in the world. And when I go out and do things, we've all got a favourite tea bars or cast we like visiting and you get to know the people serving or they like to know what you're having when you go there. And then we get this image of what the driver looks like and so on for you when you stop for your breaks. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of drivers do have a, an affinity with their favourite cafes and tea bars. And um, they, they really like it when they walk into one of those cafes and it's... Uh, and they just put it down in front of a milk and two, and they they just know what they have. You, you, use your number two breakfast. You know, it's that that kind of almost like your local pub, but it's kind of your local cafe along the way. Well, well, that's great service as well, isn't it? Because they get to know the driver coming in, have a laugh and a joke. Hopefully, they've got a better joke set than you have, Tony. And <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, so, so it's very good from that point of view. Mm. I think it'd be well to remember it, to be honest. <laughs> Well, remember, remember what's on the menu or remember the jokes? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, another reason people like the industry is they're just like trucks. Um, so, you know, there, there are, I suppose, from from being knee high, there's a certain type of person that really got into, you know, Lego and Tonka trucks and all that kind of thing. And, um, and 
just like that kind of thing and being involved with that large machinery um you know all, all day every day is is just something they want to do yeah and just leading on with that tony in the past a lot of people went or children went out with their dads in the trucks that say at the weekend or after school and they got involved with it from a very young age or they they learned to drive the other a guy said to me the other day i was driving trucks at 11 years old on a quarry but he's about 60 so that was a good few years ago when health and safety wasn't as hot as it is today <laughs> did did i ever tell you the story about when i first got inside a truck did i ever tell you that when i was, no, I was if you did i can't remember now i'm showing <laughs> me age <laughs> so um so my parents used to um used to have a series of camper vans and we go on on summer holidays around europe and we were in italy somewhere near uh, lake garda and um and in our camper van, we we kept all the things that the little Tony liked to eat, which was basically tins of baked beans. And and by the time we got to Italy, we'd run out of baked beans, and so we went to a supermarket to try and find baked beans. But you can't buy your, your standard Heinz baked beans in an Italian supermarket. They do something far far more gastronomically exciting than just a, a stock tin of baked beans. Um, but my, my mum happened to notice that there was a, a tractor unit parked around the back of the supermarket, British um, registered tractor unit. So she kind of put two and two together and thought, oh, I wonder. And so she she walked off around the back of the supermarket to, to see this truck and truck driver with sort of me in tow and said, look, I know it's a bit of a long shot and really cheeky to ask, but you don't happen to have a tin of beans, do you? And lo and behold, he did. And um and he lifted up his bunk and he got loads of tins of beans and he and he and he and he gave my mum a tin of beans so that she could feed me for tea. And then he said, Would you like to get up and have a look in the lorry? And um, and for me, being kind of knee-high, climbing up into this lorry was a was a big adventure, just the journey to get into the thing. Um, but I I can't help thinking that there was a moment then that kind of imprinted in the back of my mind and um and sort of sowed that seed for the future for me. Um, and yeah, I, I think that was one of the reasons I did become a truck driver. You've definitely not told me that story before, Tony. So that's a, that's definitely a first. My memory hasn't gone, <laughs> but it's a great story. Hmm. And something else I wanted to kind of touch on is that um, you need obviously a truck license to drive a truck, but trucks work in such a wide variety of different industries. And I know this is something we've touched on on previous podcasts, Gary. And I don't want to do like a, 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 a great, great big long list, but do you want to just touch on some of the some of the variety of different things you can do with that license? Yeah, variety is definitely the best thing. But where I worked prior coming to driver hire, I worked for a company in the sewage industry, and it's basically a tanker that picks up the nastiness that we <laughs> leave elsewhere of our bodies and so on. And um, if you can cope with the smell, best job in the world, because you don't do much work, but you do loads of hours and you earn loads of money. And I, it was a really good job for, from that point of view, because one of the reasons I worked so many hours was to earn the money to be able to do other things. Um, so it, you do a lot of sitting about or you're putting tubes out to suck up the um, the fluids. <laughs> one for better wording. So that's a good example of a, a tanker type work. And that's on the series side. But then you can go the tanker that's most prevalent in the news at the moment is the fuel tankers, which creates a different job altogether, which is much more professional than the, the sewerage side um, mm. and, and earn very good money as well for a lot less hours. Hmm. Yeah. And so there's all sorts of different 
plant that gets carried by um, by trucks. So whether that's tankers, whether it's blowers, whether it's high abs, whether it's lorry mounted forklifts or moffets as we know them, um, there's a whole variety of different things you could be doing um, where the HGV license is the access point to get into all those different things. Um, and it's also often the case that you'll get truck drivers that have worked in quite a variety of different industries and really enjoyed the change, um, you know, but having had that basic HGV license to allow them into those different environments. Yeah, it's not always down to what you think it is. It isn't just the general hoardage with the curtain side is, can be a right plethora of goods you deliver. And one of the recent ones we've delivered is a portable surgery department um, for a local company that where they've got a theatre down at a hospital, these temporary items go in. And it's quite an impressive bit of kit. And the driver basically takes it there, then he helps set it up and then you become a, a mine electrician or putting blocks down and, and everything else. And you've got some job satisfaction. I have set up. Yeah, All absolutely. that up and down to me. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I suppose the kind of the, the, the big news of this year and the kind of the last point I wanted to make about why you might want to be a truck driver is some um, wages have really gone up <laughs> this year. Um, and uh, we're going to have a, um, a little bit of a fact off for old time's sake in a minute. And that's one of my facts to, to tell you how much they've gone up by. So I'm not going to not going to share that one just yet. But the um, but it has become financially um, a far more attractive place to be than um, than it has before. Yeah, I've got to throw in, Tony, as a been doing this job nine years now, um, HGV driver, I feel, has been under pay for a long time out there and mm. we're now getting back to levels what they should be for pay to do a good job in a nice piece of equipment you've got the freedom of the road or whatever and now we're getting the wages to make it worthwhile to come back to the industry if you have left or anything like that hmm. but i think also in you say un, underpaid um and that might well be right um but i think the other word that that has been thrown around a lot is undervalued and I know the RHA, Tom, of doing a lot of work on, on not, not just the kind of headline earn loads of money driving the truck conversation, but around some of the other things that might attract people into the industry. That's right. Yeah. And I, and I think you quite quite rightly mentioned the equipment. You know, that's obviously we, we do see that when we're speaking to drivers that matters a lot to them. You know, is, is the piece of the you know, kit they're driving. Um, but also we, we're doing a lot of work around facilities at the moment, mm. making sure that on the roads, toilets um, are adequate, they're clean, they're hygienic, they're, they're present basically as well. But also things like they've got secure parking overnight, they're not going to be attacked. There's clean showers, hot showers and a hot meal. Um, and, and I think that has a big bearing on, on drivers as well. As, aside from wages, which of course is important to everybody, um, I think in making sure you can go to work comfortably and you're going to be looked after while you're on the road, I think is equally as important. Hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. I was um, I was watching BBC um, Breakfast News on Sunday morning. I don't know if uh, if you saw it, um, but there's a there's a group of uh, female truck drivers um, who are um, trying to promote um, uh, fe- female females to join the industry. Now, now we um, when, when we were looking at this last year, we we found out that. Um, only 1% of truck drivers were women, but at that time when we recorded, um, 10% of test passes were women. So that tells you that it's going in the right direction. There's no reason why you couldn't have 50% of truck drivers eventually being women. Um, but they were um, they they were talking about that they, they, they 
they're promoting a calendar, a 2022 calendar. It's called um, Girl Talk, talk being spelt like talk wrench, T-O-R-Q-U-E. Um, mm. And they're raising money for a number of charities. Um, but one of the things that one of the ladies said was some of the, some of the facilities that she went to, she, she'd go and have a shower and she felt like she'd come out dirtier than when she went in to the shower. And, you know, it's, it's a kind of a funny thing to say, but if somebody feels like that, then then clearly that means that the, the facilities need to be improved. And in my, my personal opinion, you know, um, transport facilities around the country, it's probably something that everybody thinks, well, of course they should be good. But it's also one of the things that nobody seems to want to pay for. Um, so logically speaking, when you've got something that everybody thinks we should have, but nobody wants to pay for, that's probably where governments come in. Yeah, and I, and I think that um, one thing that's, that's, that's come out of this year, certainly for the positive, is that the general public are now starting to get behind the driver in, in a positive way. They understand now how vital they are, and we need to start looking after drivers. And um, and I think facilities is a, is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. We're seeing so many facilities that are closing down, as I'm sure you guys see as well, um, which is, is going in the wrong direction. Um, mm-hmm. And the comment you, you mentioned there from, from that female driver is not really good enough. You know, I know, I know we, 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 we have that joke, but it's not good enough and it's not going to help us attract new talent either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. So, so yes, I think there's lots and lots of reasons why people might want to join our industry. Um, and there's clearly work to do still. Um, but, um, but like I said at the outset, you know, um, if, if we've got up to half a million HGV license holders and uh, two thirds of those kind of active at the moment, there's got to be people enjoying what they're doing. And hopefully we've touched on, on some of those things. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've been involved with this industry since 1983. Might have been 10 years old when I joined, but... Liar! And I do love it. Many times over the years, I thought, oh, I'll leave this industry. But it's something that draws you to this industry. Once you join it, you'll love it. Okay. So um, to finish up with, I... Um, I suggested that we, because we, we, last year on the National Lorry Week, we, uh, Gary and I did a bit of a fact off, Tom, uh, where we kind of threw interesting lorry facts at each other. Um, and I thought just as a little bit of celebration of that one, we'd start off, um, I, I asked you to do some homework, um, uh, just a way of forcing you to listen to our podcast, Tom. But um, uh, so I thought what we'd try and do is pull out each of our favourite facts from the last fact off, and then we're going to come up with some more. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good. Who wants to kick off? Go on, then I'll kick off. It seems only fair. Oh, go on then. So I, so I have to say, it wasn't. There's no force needed, Tony. It was. It was very enjoyable listening to it. And um, you know, and, and I did do my homework. Actually, be pleased to know. Uh, but my favourite fact from your last year was definitely that um, a trailer is something that supports all of its own weight. Um, so we often refer to it as a trailer, but it should actually be a semi-trailer that we refer to it as, not a trailer. Excellent. Uh, we're all guilty of saying that, so, me included. So um, that certainly was a, an eye opener for me. So, so I think the point is that that the you know the trailer on the back of an Arctic is a semi-trailer, and we've just shortened it in this country to trailer. But most parts of the world, including Europe and America, shortened it to semi. Um, but I think there was a there was a supplementary fact on that, wasn't there, Gary? Yes, and that was nearly my choice for the um, why is it the fifth wheel called the fifth wheel? Um, and I'm going to totally explain why it's called the fifth wheel. <laughs> no, this isn't one of my fact-off favourites. 
<laughs> so so the point is that that you know that big greasy plate that receives the trailer on the back of a tractor unit is is the fifth wheel everybody knows it as the fifth wheel um but the reason why it's called the fifth wheel is because um 20 of the semi-trailer's weight is borne by that big greasy wheel and 80 percent is borne by the trailer's own wheels so um so yes that 20 percent is in fractions one fifth hence fifth wheel um, so yes, semi-trailer, you, you'll be forgiven for calling it a trailer, Tom. We all call it a trailer. Um, and, and we use so few, few drawbars in this country in comparison that I don't think, uh, don't think anybody's going to worry too much if you call it a trailer. Tony, I'll let you go next. I'll, I'll get there for the short story in case we have the same. Well, well, what's going to happen if I've got the same fact then that you've got? Well, my my, my favourite fact from last year was this absolutely bonkers truck that somebody's created, which was called Shockwave, um, which um, has has a top speed of three hundred and seventy six miles an hour and a jet engine on the back, and they they do specialist shows on airfields and drag strips and stuff. But that wasn't my favourite bit of the fact. My favourite bit of the fact was every time they run this thing. They have to resurface the road afterwards because it's melted the tarmac. Uh, I was just thinking about that. It did remind me because I listened to our podcast again at twice the speed. And apart from it being funny, listening to us going 100 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) um, It was just the the facts that keep coming out. We did try and find obscure ones. Um, The one I've gone for isn't such an obscure one, but I think is the biggest issue which has caused some of our shortages is the amount of people who pass their test in the year. And um, like, not last year, but in 2019, it was um, 41,500. And I think that's what we're missing from the industry in the last 18 months. It's They're not trickled through in the quantities that we've been used to. And that has caused us the biggest issue. And 40,000 people plus a year taking their test, um, or passing the test, shall we rephrase that? There's more, I think it was 58,000 tests we've taken every year and watched 41,000 has passed. Um, but that's the figure I went for and I enjoyed. And we've got lots of changes coming up on how you, you get your license as well. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting point. And, and actually, the, um, if you listen to this and you haven't listened to the previous episode, um, we did a discussion on, on the changes to the HGV test and how they can facilitate more tests. So, uh, yeah, no, interesting point. Okay, the next thing I set for homework was... Um, What's your what's your favourite 2021 fact? Tom, I'm going to let you go first. Thank you, Gary. Um, <laughs> so, I've got I've got a uh, if we say a, a non funny one, and then I've got a funny one as well. But I'll do the non funny one first. We'll uh, we'll finish with the funny one. Um, so, I'm actually combining two facts into one. But the the word lorry was first seen in English in 1838. Uh, when it referred to the luggage truck on a train. Um, and the second part of that was that the word truck actually comes from the Greek word for wheel, which is trokos. Okay. So a bit of the uh, historics there of the language used. Excellent. So, so what's, your, what's your 2021 truck fact, Gary? Um, the girls in the office asked last week, and I thought I'll use this one um, as an example, is you see the American trucks with a very long nose where the engine sits, um, but we don't see many of them in the UK. And they wanted to know why we don't see many American-style trucks in, in the UK. Um, now, it's to do with the length, the maximum length a vehicle can be with a trailer. And we carry 
Um, I fact, Tony, I'm going to throw this because you're, you're so good at these figures. Sorry to be <laughs> putting you on the spot here, but you reeled it off to me when we were speaking the other day. And I thought you were just so good at this knowledge. Oh, dear. Uh, so uh, thank you. Uh, so, so the overall length limit in this country for um, an Arctic is 16, 16 and a half metres or a drawbar is 18.2. And you're just making me sound like a geek. Um, the, um, <laughs> um, but but the point is that if you, um, and there's lots of benefits of a, of a, of a long nose cab, particularly in terms of, of ride and stability and all the rest of it and and comfort and, and, and cabin space and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the problem is that if you've got all that bonnet sticking out the front, then that's load space that you can't have at the back. And that is the reason why you see so few of them over here. So it's monetary. Uh, well, yeah, it, it is because you know um, what the Americans call call what we use a cab over in terms of the cab being over the engine, um, and a modern cab over or what we just call a truck. Um, it, they're far more spacious than they used to be, and there's far better ride, particularly with air suspension and air cabs, and you know, all the, and air seats and all the rest of it. Um, so they're 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 not the poor cousin they once were. Um, but um, yeah, if it was simply about comfort, uh, it's quite likely that you would choose one of these American-style trucks. But uh, good. Now you did say a lot of geek saying cab over. By the way, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's, it's an American thing. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, okay. throw is your your fat. Well, my, my 2021 fact was just, I alluded to it earlier, actually. I just thought it'd be interesting for, for, for listeners to understand that in, in, this, in this part of the world, we've raised HGV wages by 40% in this, in this financial year. 40%? 40%. Absolutely huge. Um, so, um, so, you know, if, if you're looking for a job, uh, feel free to give me a call. <laughs> That's a blatant plug, but 40% is a massive, massive increase. Mm. Um, but, but, but that's down to a lack of people with the right skill set in your area. Well, it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's simply the market has moved. And, you know, we, 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 we do research on a daily basis to try and make sure we've got the right pay rate. Um, not too little, not too much. Um, but, um, you know, obviously it'd be easy to put a really, really high figure in, but then we end up charging customers way too much. Um, and obviously, you know, if we wanted to give the customer a, a really cheap price, we could, but we might not be able to recruit. So, so you know, our, our job is all about getting, you know, striking the right balance. And you can only do that by by decent research and tracking the market. And that's that's how the market's moved this year. Yeah. As a fact, I heard this morning on the radio, on Radio 4, um, not to sound a geek, but I, uh, for some reason it was on in the car. Wages across the country have gone up 7% um, recently, so it shows how popular HGV wages have gone up and, and improved, and hopefully more people will come and join the industry because of it. Mm. Okay, and the last bit of the homework, guys, was a, uh, was a fun fact. So, uh, Tom, what have you got? Well, I don't know how verifiable this one is, but I thought it was quite good and I had to say it. If it's spurious and uh, uncheckable, then so much the better. Go for it, Tom. <laughs> okay, so the the methane in the flatulence of one sheep could power a small lorry to go 25 miles a day. <laughs> now, that's an impressive fact. <laughs> I, I, 
I, I wouldn't want to be um, the person harvesting that natural resource. <laughs> well, my um, my fun fact to finish us off. Um, I um, I hired um, a, a new driver last week, um, and uh, Mike, welcome to welcome to Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton if you're listening. Um, but Mike, prior to working for us, actually worked in Australia driving road trains, and and he was telling me some of the. Uh, some of the interesting things that that go on with road trains in Australia. So if you're not familiar, these are um, hundred ton trucks with three trailers um, and stupidly long and way longer than the 16 and a half meter length limit we have. Um, but a couple of things he said, the first thing was that um, the, the, there's absolutely no way you could swerve or break at the last minute if an animal came running in front of you, which is why they have these great big cages on the front called uh, rhubars for obvious reasons um but the other thing was um some of these roads are you might see a sign that says next exit 130 miles or last fuel for 300 miles or something so you've got a lot of long dead straight roads and he, and, he, and the thing i found most fascinating was if um if they come up behind say you know like a caravan and an rv or something you know a, um somebody trundling along that they've got to get past they need a clear kilometer to be able to overtake and i just can't imagine what that must be like oh they're, they're phenomenal pieces of kit i'd like to drive one not every day but just have a go with one tony but the the thought of something running in front of you and you can't slow down must be quite scary yeah no, i think so too yeah yeah i expect very similar to your driving in the cage room actually hey. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes. So um glad you mentioned the Catrum, Gary. Um, so there is a video available on the uh, on the podcast website where um, I took Gary out in my Catrum to look at some roundabout signs and uh, and learn to learn a few things that perhaps we didn't know before. But it was a good fun day. It was very good. And I definitely learned something. Mm, good. Not, not just about your driving either. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've got it on a good note. You were very safe and stayed within the speed limits. Okay, well, gentlemen, that's great. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. It's been it's been really good. Tom, it was excellent. Yeah, funny fact. It's definitely my favourite fact of the day. <laughs> so, um, so if you um, if you have enjoyed it, please do rate, review, and subscribe. Um, but uh, this week, being National Lorry Week, if people want to get in touch with you, Tom, and they want to find out. Um, about National Lorry Week, where, where should they go? Um, so they can visit the website, which is www.nationallorryweek.co.uk. Um, alternatively, you can obviously get in touch with us via Twitter, um, at RHA News or at Tom Cornwell underscore. Um, use the hashtag National Lorry Week, you know, and, and get involved and join in. Mm, excellent. And, um, and, and where can people find your lorry that's um, travelling around the country? They will have to wait and see. Um, oh, okay. where that appears next but certainly if they if they follow those twitter handles that i've just mentioned um they will see where it's been so far yeah okay cool i was gonna say i look forward to hopefully seeing it in the east angry area and um taking a couple of photographs so i can help share this and have a promotion absolutely brilliant okay well thank you very much and we'll look forward to seeing you next time thank you tom thanks for having me You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast, and thank you very much. And as goodbye from myself, Gary Richards, at the Colchester office. And from me, Tony Kosher. 
at the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at thedriverhirepodcast.co.uk. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.